I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to Real Christianity with attorney Mosley Collins and his guest, Dr. Donald Partridge. Here's Mosley. Hi, I am attorney Mosley Collins, and welcome to today's edition of Real Christianity, and I'm joined by my dear friend, Dr. Donald Partridge. Hello, Don. Hi, Mosley. And we are beginning on a wonderful, exciting new study with Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew. Oh boy, what a journey. Oh wow, this is uh, yeah. program one, and we're going to do the whole uh, Gospel of Matthew, God willing. So Don, uh, here we are in chapter one of Matthew. Can you, can you give us the overview of what this chapter is about? All right, two things. There's a genealogy, and then there's a birth, of uh, the, the first events of the birth of Christ. Um, and I have to laugh mostly because the first time when I became a brand new Christian and I opened up the Bible and I was now go- and I just had a New Testament and I was gonna and I was now going to read <laughs> read the powerful story of this great event of Jesus and I got I got waylaid by this first part which is a genealogy I went what's this yeah the genealogy so what is what is meant by the word genealogy Don well it's just a record of the birth of the birth and gen- generations leading up to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And the point of it mostly is its fulfillment of God's word, yeah. a promise. There's actually a couple of powerful lessons in this genealogy that almost everyone skips Boy, over. Boy, you, you're not kidding. A yes. couple of really powerful yeah. powerful uh, concepts that God will tell you. I mean, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, there's right. really there's really marvelous stuff here in this genealogy, which goes on for... Is it the first 17? First 17 verses, yes. Yeah, it's all about um, Ram begat Aminadab, <laughs> and Aminadab begat Nashon. Yeah, we're Nashon lost with the names, Salmon, you know. Who, Salmon who are these guys? Boaz. Yeah. And, you know, unless you're a super-duper Bible student, you don't these know these names. These names don't mean much. But let's go to the first really critical point in this list, and it's verse 1, and it says that the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Yes. Critical. Critical. You couldn't be the Messiah without being the son of David because the Bible says that the Messiah was going to come from David's line. It was going to be a descendant of David. It was going to be he was going to reign on the throne of David. Right. In the same way with Abraham. You know, the promise to Abraham was in thy seed, all nations shall be blessed, seed being one, you know. Right, and and so when when, uh, Matthew writes this gospel, and it's helpful sometimes to remember the context in which a a given book of the Bible is written. Yes. Matthew was a um, Jew writing to Jews to explain to them, now look, see, Jesus fits perfectly in the prophecies of the Old Testament. Right. And so he starts right off. This is the son of David, the son of Abraham. And so the Jews say, okay, then we've met those two requirements because no Jew would have accepted a Messiah who didn't come uh, through that line. Who did not have the prophetic lineage. Right. Plus it also, it also stands for something that God's word is true and God knows what yes. he's doing. And God, you know, his promises are so real, mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're better than what we see in front of us. Yeah. And everything that God promised will come to pass exactly as he said. In, at, in, in, in time. In time. In but time. everything will come to pass. 
This is a sure word of yep. prophecy. Even the things that people scoff at, which is, for example, Jesus coming back. Jesus is coming back because he said he would. Yes. And, you know, the, the th- great thing that you and I have had happen to us, Don, is that many years ago we decided we would accept as true whatever the Bible said. We did. We're not worried about it. That was 40 years ago, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. We're not stressing about it because we know that the Word of God is true. I mean, heaven and earth will pass away, but His words will not pass away. I love the verse where David said, I was young and now I am old, mm-hmm. and I'm old in my days. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Mm-hmm. The faithfulness of God. The he's faithfulness seen. of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... You know, thank goodness for that, because with if I didn't believe in the faithfulness of God, I would be a wreck. Here's another thing that just gets me with this genealogy. I just love this. What I see here is perfect order. Mm-hmm. Everything is determined. There's an order. There's a system. It's just not chaotic mankind on earth. It is ordered mostly, and there is a a reason behind everything and that there's a purpose and a conclusion and there is Mm -hmm. in our life. Yeah, because, you know, life sometimes seems so uh, fragmented and so confusing and so, well, why did that happen? But yet, underneath it all, there is a plan and purpose of God which he's fulfilling. Yes. With people who love him and with people who don't. Yes. He, he's, he's not troubled by that. There's an order. Well, we look in the genealogy, and some of these names are not uh, complementary names. Mm. Uh, like Manasseh down in here in verse 10. I mean, Hezekiah begot Manasseh. Do you know he was one of the top worst kings of all time? Ungodly. He, ungodly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, he was just a Hitler, and he's in the gene- genealogy. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you've got a checkered past of all these individuals individuals but you have a god's plan yeah and god has a plan no mm-hmm. matter what our checkered past is yeah. mostly we can have uh the relationship with the son of god yeah. and you know that's such a good point that was going to be my second point the first point is that uh by 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 having jesus uh, a descendant of david and abraham god is saying i keep my promises the second major point i think in the genealogy is that God uses people from all walks of life who love him. Um, you don't have to be uh, anything special to be used of God. For ex- and the reason I say that is Tamar and Rahab. Tamar uh, had sex with her father-in-law. There was incest. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Rahab was an out-and-out prostitute. Yes. And yet... Uh, God's plan still worked. And there's the grace of God and the forgiveness of God. Uh, You know, Rahab was a prostitute, yet she decided to become uh, a servant of God. She was counted among the lineage of the Son of God, mostly. Yep, yep. And she, I believe she's she's listed in the the Hebrews chapter 11 Hall of Fame of Faith. Yes, yes. And so... You know, it doesn't matter if you're a drug dealer, you're a prostitute, you're a thief, you're a whatever you are. If you will come as you are, 
you will be received by God and you will be welcomed in the family of God and you'll have a new life. You have to repent of those things, but yes. you'll have a new life. And well, so, and, and, and who your parents were and who your family was and who, mm-hmm. what your family background and reputation. Ruth, in the Bible, in, this, in the same verse here in verse 5, uh, she was a foreigner, you know? Yeah, um, a Gentile. And, and look, there was one woman in the Bible who's not even named because she was uh, an adulteress. Her former husband is named Uriah, the wife of Uriah. She's not even named Bathsheba. We know her name, but yeah. she's not listed here. Mm-hmm. And so you talk about checkered past mostly. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes. And mm-hmm. But look at, this is the checkered past of the Son of God. It didn't matter to him. It doesn't matter to us. In faith, God makes all things new. That's right. the point. That is the point. And, you know, Don, you and I uh, have, t- have taught a lot of uh, programs on divorce. And I know that there, there may be people listening to us right now that feel like, well, I, I could never really, really be loved by God because I've been through a divorce. Yes. Maybe I've even caused a divorce. That, maybe I'm the one that walked. Yeah. yeah. I've des- devastated my kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think the genealogy stands for the proposition that that's not true that God loves you if you will turn to him. He loves you and wants you back. And it doesn't really matter. Uh, God can, you know, he, God will forgive all those sins because, you know, uh, we are all failures in righteousness. Well, it goes back to the verse that you and I constantly go back to, and that is where the publican is standing there, and to his right is the Pharisee saying, God, I'm such a great guy. And the publican has put his hand to his chest, and he, and he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. If we say that, even though we've been in Jesus, you and I, for 40 years, we still say that. Yeah. We still say, God, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. And in faith, we receive him. We receive his forgiveness and we walk and we no longer are tied to our genealogy, (laughs) a a, a checkered genealogy. Yeah, we're no longer um, judged by the sin because Jesus has taken away our sin. Yes. And so this is, uh, as you point out, a checkered genealogy. And you know what's interesting is um, Matthew, who was a tax collector, when he described himself, he was uh, in... in, uh, the 10th chapter, verse 3 of his, of his gospel, he was listing all the disciples, and he was listing them, and he said he listed himself as Matthew the publican. Yeah, he listed his own name, mm-hmm. Matthew, and then he writes afterwards the publican. And, you know, publican is not a word that really strikes people today. It's kind of a word that we don't use anymore. But it, uh, what would be another word for, for publican? The derelict? Yeah. Um, the, the bum? The unrighteous man, the pornographer, the, you know, every, every, you know, the motorcycle bandit, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the renegade, you know. Yeah. In fact, the, the, the ungodly, the ungodly. So that's why the Pharisees asked Jesus, why does your master eat with publicans and sinners? See, there's, that's the kind of there's some a derogatory of, term. Yeah, it's, it's almost synonymous with sinner. Uh-huh. And so here we have sinners in the genealogy of Jesus, and yet God's purpose standed true, and God was willing to forgive and bless any sinner then and now who will turn to him in faith. I'll tell you, Mosley, if we knew this, if we would know that he, his forgiveness is sure, 
and that he so wants to forgive us mm-hmm. and so wants to clean us and so wants to cleanse us from our past and bring us into a whole new life, um, boy, we'd be running harder. But we, we'd be praying harder. I mean, it's just, that's what he wants to do. It's and we an, need to remind ourselves of this. We do. God loves us with an unreasonable love. It's unreasonable. You know, I love the, there's a parable of two sons. It's in Matthew uh, 21, beginning of verse 28. And Jesus said, a certain man had two sons. And he went to the first and said, uh, go today and work in my vineyard. And the first son said, no, I won't go. But later he repented and went. And he went to the second son and said, go work in my vineyard. And the second son said, I'll go, I'll sir. Go. And he went not. And Jesus said, which of these two boys did the will of his father? And the Pharisee said, the first. And so here's Jesus' reply. He said, verily I say to you, the publicans and harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. So the interesting thing about this is, number one, Jesus loves publicans and harlots together. You see, it's a very derogatory term. Yes. And yet his Jesus knew that, that that was true, that publicans and harlots who love the Lord, in other words, whatever your past is, go into the kingdom of God ahead of people who think they're great, who yes. think they're self-righteous. And so in his genealogy, there's plenty of people who would not have thought much of themselves yet if they loved the Lord and were forgiven by him and repented of their sin, they went into the kingdom of God before these right, so-called self-righteous people. So I think that's, I think that's interesting. And the last thing I'll say about this genealogy, yes. verse 12, it says, And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Sheltiel uh, sh- and Sheltiel begot Zerubbabel. Okay, so... Here what happened is, and it just mentions it briefly, they, this family, this genealogy lived in Jerusalem until the Babylonians came and conquered them and carried them away as slaves to Babylon for 70 years. Yes. And so that, even that was not enough to disrupt the plan of God. Wow. I mean, that, can you imagine how terrible that would have been for them to have be conquered and carried away as a slave to a foreign land and yet the genealogy went on to produce Jesus Christ. So nothing's too hard for the Lord. And the setbacks we have are not too hard for the Lord. And God will get glory even out of the worst circumstance if we'll trust him and walk with him. In fact, we have found that even the worst circumstances somehow becomes rocket propellant to shoot us into further things in God. I mean, God has the ability to use all our past for his future. Yes. And so I would say to our listeners, Don, that if you're going through a difficult time, just know this, that God can bring great things out of a difficult time. Yes, that's our point with this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's move on to the birth of Jesus, which starts at verse 18, if you will. So it says that, uh, verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a heck of a verse. <laughs> no, seriously, Joseph, this is a God thing. <laughs> wow. No, I, uh, yeah, poor Joseph here. Oh, Joseph. He was left in the dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was not preempted with anything. Um, Mary was. Yeah. Uh, she was told by the angel Gabriel in the book of Luke, that she is going to have a child. And so she was, she was set up 
for what was about to happen to her. Joseph was not Muslim. Joseph was not. And, you know, Joseph is, to my mind, one of the, one of the real heroes of the Bible because he was a, a man who, if, you, if God would speak to him, he'd go with it. Yes. And I really love that. And we're going to get to that in just a second. Let me just share with our, with our listeners, uh, Don, a little bit out of, out of Luke, because it's pretty, the, the version here in Matthew is short. Yes. Um, and it begins in Luke uh, one twenty eight. And when the angel entered her home, he greeted Mary and said to her, you are favored by the Lord. The Lord is with you. And she was startled by what the angel said and tried to figure out what this meant. And the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary. And, you know, Don, as an aside, Fear is, is almost always a reaction of seeing an angel or something like that. Well, anything God asks us in faith has its measure of fear. <laughs> yeah, it does. You want me to do what, God? You know, <laughs> yeah. And he said, you will become pregnant, give birth to a son, and name him Jesus. He will be a great man, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. Your son will be king of Jacob's people forever, and his kingdom will never end. And Mary asked, how will this be, since I've never had sexual intercourse? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the holy child developing inside you will be called the Son of God. And, and because nothing is impossible for God. And here's, here's the wonderful answer, Mary's answer. I am the Lord's servant. Let everything you said happen to me. Wow. Wow. So let's talk about Mary for a minute. <clears throat> Mary is a fantastic, wonderful person who is another huge hero in the Bible. To be a young girl, and what do we think her age is, Don? Well, I don't know, uh, 16-ish or something. I Maybe mean, she's even a, 14. She's a young maiden, you know. Yeah, yeah. She could even, back then Maybe. they married very young. Yeah. She could have been 13, 14, 15, okay. 16. Mm-hmm. To suddenly be confronted with the idea of, listen, you're going to be pregnant, but you're not married. Well, that's a, that's a capital offense. That's a stoning, that's a death by stoning offense. Yes. Uh, at the very least. Now, in uh, the Jews, they would stone adulterers to, to death. Uh, in Egyptians, they would, in the Egyptian society, they, at that time, they would cut off their nose. In the Persian society, they cut off their, the woman's nose and her ears. Can you imagine that? Yeah. So it was a huge disgrace and a huge problem, and yet Mary was willing to go with it because she had the faith to go with it. And it's a mistake to pray to Mary. It's a mistake to worship Mary, but we should honor Mary. Yeah, she is a very honored woman. Uh, she had Joseph. Um, she wasn't alone. She That's true. Was, uh, mm-hmm. So she was linked with him. So, I mean, tongues could wag and figure, well, maybe they had intercourse before they got betrothed or something. That's why she's pregnant early or something, whatever they do. But she, she did have him. And so uh, she was comforted with this man. But it's interesting to note here, there's a controversy among scholars in Isaiah chapter 7 where the prophet is that a young handmaiden shall be with child and bring forth, and you'll call his name Emmanuel, the famous verse in Isaiah. And they're saying, well, it doesn't mean virgin. But here in Matthew, it's very clear. Very it's, clear. It's, it's a virgin. The virgin birth is um, one of the huge pillars of Christianity. Yeah, we're, we are now entering into the greatest story ever told. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, we're now entering into unbelievable territory here. And I say that, you know what I mean by that. It's believable, but it's just like amazing in detail that a young woman is going to be impregnated by God himself and bring forth a son Mm -hmm. who is going to be both God in the human flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a story. And here it says, then Joseph was a just man, not wanting to make a public example of her, was thinking about putting her away secretly. But while I thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David. So here's David again. Yes. Do not be afraid to take to you Mary for your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of, is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from his sins. And this is the first dream of Joseph. There's going to be three in this story as we talk about it, four. Yeah, f- there are four dreams, and this is the one of one of the first. There's actually five dreams in this whole story, one of them with, with, the, um, with the Magi, the wise men who came to worship him. But there, there are four here, and this is the first one. And we, we do know that... Oh, we, d- we do know that um, it... God did not inform Joseph like he did Mary, but he eventually did. I mean, things got worked out with this. It was kind of like a, a, a fi- uh, just on the edge here because he was minded to put away. Yeah. She, he was going to divorce her. Yeah. Look at the conflict that, that, uh, that occurred between them, and, uh, and, but God came in and, yeah. and rescued Joseph. And you know what I love about Joseph is that he, he woke up and he did, it says he, 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 he did what the Lord told him to do. He married her and he said, verse 25, and he did not know her, in other words, didn't have sex with her until she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. We'll be right back. Attorney Collins and Dr. Partridge will be right back. Real Christianity is brought to you each day by the Personal Injury Law Offices of Attorney Mosley Collins. If you have been badly injured and need help, call us at 916-444-4444. Just remember, all fours for legal help. And now, here is Attorney Collins and Dr. Partridge with their final thoughts. So Don, this first chapter of Matthew has got two sections. One is the genealogy or the family tree of Jesus and the second is his birth and so what kind of nuggets what nuggets can we give our listeners to take away well let's look at the genealogy first we have looked at the fact that God has an order and a plan for everybody and that he is going to take whatever failures of man and he's going to still yes. put out uh-huh. his his plans are still going to work they're still going to work and so what that means for our listeners are is this that as you struggle through your day know this that god will save you god will bless you god will bring his purpose in fact all things work together for the good to those who love god and are the called according to his purpose so that is what happened in this family tree. Yes, and in in the second part with the birth of Christ, we see such an incredible unfolding, the beginning of a story. Yes. And this is, mm-hmm. uh, as we watch the story of Jesus Christ, we'll see the story of our own faith and our own journey too. And it starts off with the unassailable doctrine of 
the virgin birth of Christ. Yes. That has to be a pillar in your Christian walk with because that means Jesus is the Son of God. And Don and I pray that what you've heard here today will help you live a life of real Christianity. Hi, it's Mosley again. You know, before I went to law school and became an attorney, I graduated from Bible college. So teaching the Bible and practicing law as a Christian lawyer has been my passion for over 30 years. As a lawyer, my specialty is helping those with the very worst injuries, the most serious injuries. Each week, people call my law office who've been badly injured by reckless drivers, careless doctors, and in different types of mishaps and accidents. My job, with God's help, is to win their cases and give them a fresh start, a new hope, a better life. If you've been badly injured and need my help, call me and my staff at 916-444-4444. That's all fours for legal help. And always remember this, that Jesus Christ is coming again to reign as King of Kings, and He gives eternal life to all who love Him.